Yeah, because we've all seen this shameless promotions from people yeah. at all levels. And um, even in doing my market research before I s officially started offering this as a service to people, people tend to fall into two camps from um, the majority of people I talked to. It was either, I don't know how to give back intentionally. My friend ran a 5K and I gave them a donation. <laughs> um, and outside of that, I'm not sure what to do. And then the other half of that was, uh, I'm doing something, but I'm not talking about it for exactly the same reasons that you said I, I I do something because it matters to me but I don't want to talk about how it matters to me in case it comes across bad. Hi I'm Caitlin Pyatt owner of Authentic Branding and Marketing where I work with female entrepreneurs to brand market and grow their small businesses. I'm your host for this podcast Startup Marketing. I'm a mom of three and entrepreneur so if you ever hear little kids in the background it's just my life I'm trying to make this all work while I build a business. I worked as a corporate marketer for over 12 years where I focused on marketing and branding strategy along with marketing management. Often, I heard small business owners say they weren't doing any marketing because they couldn't afford to outsource it to an agency and they didn't know how to do it themselves. When I started my business, I knew I could take my expertise and my experience to help women thrive by teaching them how to create strategic marketing plans they could feel confident about and show them the tools to make managing their marketing easy and efficient. So if you're an entrepreneur out there who's Googling how to brand and market your business, you've come to the right place. The goal of Startup Marketing is to make all of my marketing knowledge accessible and actionable so you can take it and level up your business. I'm a huge marketing nerd, and I'm passionate about sharing everything I know with you. This podcast is genuinely one of my favorite things to create. So get ready to learn about all things marketing. Hey, Startup Marketing listeners, welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about a hot trend in the world of marketing, and that's cause marketing. It's when you see a business build in a charity or donation component to their business and market it alongside their products and services. Christy Porter is our guest and an expert on how to have a big impact without being a big organization. As a copywriter and marketing strategy consultant, Christy helps nonprofits and social enterprises get noticed and grow through effective marketing and communications. She also teaches solopreneurs and small businesses how to give back with their business. She makes cause-focused organizations like yours look and sound more professional so you can build a larger audience, increase sales or donations, and do more good. She's going to walk us through how you start to incorporate cause marketing and how to do it in a cost-effective and time-effective way as a solopreneur or small business. And I am super excited to learn how to do this. So let's dive in. Hi, Christy, and welcome to Startup Marketing. I'm excited to have you here today. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, of course. So tell us a little bit about your background and what it is you do. Yeah, so I am... Um, Right now, I'm a marketing strategist and copywriter. I work with nonprofits and social impact companies like social enterprises um, to help them do more good. And so that comes through marketing and communications and uh, my background, sort of a lot of uh, different roads to get here, but I have a background in hospitality, public relations. I worked at an environmental foundation. Um, I worked at another nonprofit. I've had my own business and probably like a lot of people listening, I've volunteered with lots of causes over the years. And so what I do now is sort of an amalgamation of all those experiences. And I was, you know, I like to say I was in the um, environmental movement just as green started becoming a big thing. I was in the PR industry right as um, chefs started becoming rock stars and we had lots of chefs that we repped and then um, through volunteerism and being especially involved with the anti-trafficking community here in Atlanta got to see the rise of social impact businesses and social enterprises and just thought wow this is the way this is how business is moving and I'm excited to be a part of it and so all these long and winding journeys kind of ending up here and being able to help um, people that are doing good on both the nonprofit and for-profit side, helping them just to be able to communicate more professionally and more clearly so that they can get noticed and grow and um, their cause can just expand from there. That's really awesome. I, I think um, cause like being let me back that up. I had like a million thoughts come through, like as I started, as I was listening to you, as, as I was listening to you talk. So, um, social, social impact and cause marketing are really big 
terms within the industry right now. Like you said, this has kind of been something that's been on the rise for a really long time. But I feel like over the past, like two or three years has really exploded in terms of like, um, something that a lot of businesses see as like a must have. Mm -hmm. So can you explain like the difference between cause marketing and social impact and kind of the different areas? Because those are different. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll actually give you three. I'll throw center social enterprise in there as well. So social enterprise, um, is a newer business model where, uh, giving is already baked into the business model. So think of Tom shoes or Warby Parker glasses or something like that, where, you know, um, it's all over the you know website and everywhere else that you're doing good by this product that you're, um, purchasing. They could be non social enterprises can be for profit or nonprofit, but of course, a lot of them are for profit. Um, social impact may be a company with a corporate social responsibility arm or a foundation, or just okay. it's very part part of their values to give back to the community. So they're interested in doing good, but they you may look at them and think of them as more of a traditional type company. Um, and it may be front and center or it may not what their social impact mission may be. So, you know, there's Chick-fil-A, which we know does a lot of good in the community. And um, so I would consider them more of a social impact organization. They have a foundation, but, you know, you can do Chick-fil-A fundraisers and all kinds of stuff like Panera and um, all these companies who are, for profit, but they're also trying to do good at the same time. So I put them into um, the social impact bucket. And then, um, let's see, social impact, social enterprise, and then cause marketing. Yeah. (laughs) Hello, here we are. And then cause marketing. So cause marketing is really just the marketing you intend to do because you're cause related. So think of, it could be something very formalized like pink products during October for breast cancer month or Home Depot partnering with um, Habitat for building goods and donations at cash registers and things like that. So they're, they're marketing their cause to get more mileage out of it, both for the nonprofit and for themselves. And then in the fourth um, smaller bucket, I say smaller because it's probably just not talked about as much or as formalized, but there are also all kinds of companies who just want to give back. They just want to be purposeful. And a lot of them, you know, most of the people, of course, that I talk to, and I'm sure you talk to as well, as you said, it's on the rise. And a lot of people just really want to do good with their resources. And that may be to eventually have some sort of cause marketing campaign or to be able to talk about the good they're doing. Or it may just be that, um, you know, somebody in their community has really touched their heart and they want to work with them, whether they ever promote it or not. So there's kind of all of the, that spectrum that um, cause giving kind of bleeds into for different companies. And so how it may live out for the rest of us as their audience may look a little bit different. Right. I, I, until like I started talking to you. Sorry. <laughs> hey, too many grapes and Cheerios at the same time. <laughs> um, until I started talking to you, I, I probably didn't really make the distinction between like each of those things. It makes sense, you know, hearing you talk about it now. And I think um, there's a lot to consider when you're kind of going into or, or thinking about going down this path. And especially as small businesses, well, I think for businesses of any size, but especially small businesses um, and entrepreneurs, I hear a lot of the women that I'm connected with saying, you know, like, I really want to be able to give back in some way. And I want it to be like, I really want it to be kind of at the core of, you know, my business or really very strong part of it. I have a a friend who started, she lives in Florida. She started her own activewear company and she gives proceeds back to, um, certain organizations within her community that she's really, really passionate about. I believe it's, um, I believe it's also maybe helping victims of sex trafficking. Uh, And then I have another friend who has a travel company and she also kind of wanted to bring awareness to sometimes some of the harm that is done, you know, through like the travel industry and things like that to some of the communities. And so she's working on kind of weaving that in 
as well. And, and I know even for myself, I thought, you know, when I started my business, I was like, Oh, I've got all these ideas of like how I want to, to give back. And part of that then kind of becomes talking about it. If you do decide to talk about it. So for, for this conversation, let's say for listeners, you're, you're thinking like, Hey, I'm in the same position and I really want to be able to speak to this because I feel very passionate about it. Um, but I don't want it to feel self-serving because I think that's, I, in the conversation, I actually had my friend who started the active wear line on my podcast a couple of weeks ago. And we talked about this, like, how do we, how do we get our story out there and talk about it without it feeling slimy right? and, you know, self-serving? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, because we've all seen this shameless promotions from people yeah. at all levels. And um, even in doing my market research before I s- officially started offering this as a service to people, uh, people tend to fall into two camps from um, the majority of people I talked to. It was either, I don't know how to give back intentionally. My friend ran a 5K and I gave them a donation. <laughs> um, and outside of that, I'm not sure what to do. And then the other half of that was uh, I'm doing something, but I'm not talking about it for exactly the same reasons that you said. I, I, I do something because it matters to me, but I don't want to talk about how it matters to me in case it comes across bad, which first of all, I applaud people for not wanting to yeah. <laughs> to any cause or any organization. Um, and then the other side of that, though, there's a couple of uh, really great ways that you can talk about it. So um, depending on the size you are, some of these will work better for some than others. One of the um, great ways to do this is to let the charity talk about it. So I am a really big advocate of small businesses, micro businesses, partnering with organizations, nonprofits and causes of the same size, because one, you not only see a bigger impact um, and you get to like know the people personally, you get to see your impact in action. You have a relationship with them and it may, it makes you want to work harder because you know, the people who are benefiting. Um, The other side of that is, you know, if, if you partner with the American cancer society, if you raise a hundred dollars for them or a thousand dollars for them, they're probably not going to promote you on their social media. And so that's another great reason to partner with somebody, um, about your same size. And so is there a way that they'll talk about you or, um, you know, can you write a press release template and have them put it out with their information in a way that feels good to both of you or, Mm -hmm. you know, some local, um, nonprofits get covered a lot in their local media or want to get covered a lot in their local media. So helping them have the tools to do that and be able to promote that partnership um, is really a great way to to work through that. The other thing is if you have staff, um, let them do the talking at, you know, the employee level so that they can be really proud of. And, um, you know, from a marketing standpoint, this is well, from an employee marketing, anything standpoint, um, having your employees do the talking rather than the company do the talking and let them really show off how proud they are to work in a place that gives back is another really great way to approach that. And again, making sure they have the tools to be able to do that. Do they understand your impact? Have they heard from the charity partner um, that you contribute to so that they really understand how it all fits together in their role in giving back? And that's an, uh, that's another, you know, easier way to do that. And then, of course, we do have, this is where people get stuck. We do have kind of the marketing tools like our website or social media Um things like that. And one of the best way to do that is not talk about how you were giving back, but promote the charity. Um, Rather than look at all the great things we did, really put it, which, um, you know, it's a movement over in marketing the past probably decade or so too, has just been all the language on your website should be more client focused than company focused. So look at your website and your user experience and everything through their lens and talk about how you fit into their story rather than vice versa. And so it's the same advice. Um, if you have a charity partner or a cause you believe in, or, um, you know, you're, team is running a 5k for you know to benefit somebody else but talk about why you're inspired by their work and um you know get a quote from them to put on social media and when you really start just promoting them in general people are going to make that natural connection um and you can still have them on your website too i have a friend that he um he does basically his company is like an outsourced um apple it department and so um 
on their website, they talk about their charity partner, which is also here locally in Atlanta, but they talk about it through the lens of what they do and how much they believe education plays a role in um, advancing companies and advancing communities and how much they believe in girls' education in particular. And so this specific charity, um, they are a school for refugee girls. And so they provide the, uh, the basically the tech services for this school. And so, but they talk about it through that lens, why they believe education matters, why they believe this nonprofit matters and how they're proud to help them rather than, hey, look at what we do. And so when you just reframe that conversation for people, or you can even do some market research behind the scenes to say, how would it be okay if I talked about this? What would you like to see? Um, then that's okay to do too. But there are definitely lots of ways to get the word out there without it feeling really gross and self-serving. Yeah, that makes, uh, I love that advice. It makes a lot of sense. And it does, it really, even just kind of listening to you explain it, I'm like, oh, it just feels, it feels so good to, you know, yeah. to talk about it in that way. And I like the point that you made where like people will naturally make the connection. If you're talking about this organization and the good that they're doing and how proud you are to, you know, know of them or, you know, just be able to talk about their causes, people naturally go, oh, then I bet that, you know, there's some kind of relationship yeah. going on. Yeah. Especially and, if it's not a one and done. Yeah. If you're continually talking about them rather yeah. than that one thing you did, then, you know, people may not understand once, but if it's part of an ongoing conversation because you're intentional and you're really proud to support them and you have a relationship and want to see them succeed, then people start to connect those dots. Right. And so when I think about, when I think about that in context, so I'm going to put it in like two different contexts. So my, myself as a solopreneur, yeah. when I think about like, how do I, how do I want to give back and what organizations do I want to select? There are some that for me on a personal level, like are very, I'm very, very passionate about our local children's hospital, for example, yeah. Um, our middle child had a stint there in the infectious disease unit when she was a few weeks old. And so like, we, like we literally received life saving, life saving care from them. And so like my husband and I are very passionate, like we give back to them and things like that. So I've got that aspect in, in my aspect as a business owner, I look at, and I go, I want to support, or I'm very passionate about like being able to support other women entrepreneurs, young girls who, you know, want to feel confident and know that they have a seat at the table in whatever capacity that is. So when I think about choosing a cause mm -hmm. that I'm going to align with my business, is mm -hmm. there, there's probably not a right or a wrong one right. to choose, but is there a better fit from a business perspective to say, maybe align myself with supporting other women entrepreneurs, because right. that's what I am. And right. so does that resonate better potentially, or does it not matter? Right. Is it just about, does it just come down to the passion that you have for that organization? Yeah. I think all of those come into play, but I think like with most, um, most aspects of business, it's what's the goal? Is the goal just to be able to give back? Then it really doesn't matter if the children's hospital is where you have the most passion and you don't necessarily care about it being a marketing point, um, then just do what feels good to you behind the scenes and uh, you know whatever you're able to give, give. Um, if you are looking about it, if you are looking at it from a more cause marketing standpoint, um, then I think something that's it can or can't be something that fits with your mission. So if it easily fits with your mission, it's easier to communicate, right? If it's not um, as much to do with your mission, then you may have to educate your audience. Um, for example, when was that? I think it was about a year ago or so. Um, the CEO of Chipotle sent out, uh, I love Chipotle. Um, the CEO of Chipotle sent out a email to their database and it was talking about, you know, they've been very, um, 
had very strong stances on sustainability and the environment and, um, you know, reducing plastic and packaging and things like that, which is very in line with their mission, right? It's not hard to see what they would be about that. Um, Well, he sent an email that was basically like why they were taking a stronger stance on, I think it was education and why that mattered to Chipotle and things like that. So they had to do a little bit of educating their audience to begin with because it wasn't as much of a natural fit. So I think sort of those things come into play. Um, I think also either from, from both a passion and a um, giving standpoint and a marketing standpoint, the, you know, working with so many nonprofits and hearing sometimes some horror stories, then I think the other thing you have to be really um, clear on is what you have to give and what the nonprofit needs. Um, Because I know some nonprofits, um, you know, if, if they get offered things that they don't need, and sometimes they just take them because they're being kind, because they're like, well, I guess we could use a new video though. We had one produced three months ago or, you know, something like that, but it's, it's what a company wants to give. And they're giving that to them kind of without really assessing the nonprofit's needs. And so that's not the best fit for anybody either. So um, I would also say to find out their needs, especially if it's going to be beyond money, because, um, you know, if you're offering an in-kind service, then make sure it's something that they actually need and want versus forcing something on them that they don't actually need. And that in the end is not probably going to get you the results that either one of you want. Um, and then, you know, I'll also say, speaking of in-kind services that, you know, even tiny little nonprofits, um, they want a relationship. I mean, they'll take your money because they need to keep their doors open and they have a mission they're trying to fulfill. But really at any level, they really want a relationship with people. That's what they're in it for. And so if you, if it really matters to you, then I would say, think about um, what you can give beyond money. Um, money is great if that's all you have to give, but that also stops a lot of people from giving because they don't think they have a lot to give. And so you may have something, you know, if you're a photographer, um, and you really care about the issue of homelessness and, you know, only once or twice a year, you can give a free photo session to a nonprofit organization so they can have a more beautiful website and marketing materials. And that's still a win for both of you, even though it may only cost them one day in an entire year to be able to do that. Um, you know, I always use the, uh, equation of, or the analogy of a garage sale, whatever you have to give somebody else can use. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing too small. It's just a matter of figuring out the right need. Yeah. I think that's a really, a really important point. When I was, when I was working with my coach, my business coach to get my business set up, I was like, you know, I feel really strongly about having a giving, a giving back um, component. And, um, I was like, so I'm going to donate a certain percentage of every whatever. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) He was like, he was like, that's great. He was like, if you want to go that route, he was like, by all means, I am not here to stop you. Um, he was like, but think about it this way. He was like, it's going to be, um, you know, you're going to not be making a huge salary right out the gate. He was like, um, so think about if that percentage is something that you're able to like financially Mm -hmm. give away. He was like, but he goes, why not, why not look at giving some of your time? He goes, that's, you know, yes, it's still a cost to you, but it's not like literal dollars out of your business owner. You can't give yourself into the ground because that's not (laughs) right. (laughs) Right. Right. And so he, you know, he made the, the same point, which was, Hey, why don't you look at giving some time, reach out and see what they need. And maybe, maybe it's a good fit, you know, and give back that way. And then you can still have that baked in. It just looks different than your dollars. Because I think a lot of times I don't think I'm alone in going like, oh, I need to give money. Money is the most important. Money is what's most needed. Um, but having worked at a, in my corporate job, we are very, um, entrenched in a lot of, oh, I'm going to try to remember which of these terms we would have been, um, social, probably social impact. Probably. We were, we are not for profits because we were credit union, but we had a very, um, we had an active community relations yeah. and yeah. Like giving back component awesome. for our employees and a community involvement aspect. Yeah. Um, 
And so a lot of times, like as the, as the marketing department, we were working with some of these folks, like yeah. we were printing materials right. because they were like, we just need somebody who has a really nice colored printer to print our like programs for our gala. Yeah. Or, um, you know, we need somebody who can design a flyer that looks really nice for us. And yeah. so that was part of, part of the organization. Um, yeah. And so helpful to that nonprofit who didn't yes. have those availability and resources. Right. And that was, that was something that, um, we heard time and time again was just like, oh my gosh, we don't have a design staff. We don't have a marketing team. So to like hand this over to someone who is going to give us a quality product and it's going to look really nice. And in the grand scheme of things, like it probably took my graphic designer an hour, maybe, you know, like it was, and sometimes even less than that, because truly it's not like they're really demanding a whole, a whole lot, you know, they were like, here are brand standards. If you can create something that looks really nice, like they weren't picky about it. And it it was just an hour of like focus time for him where he'd like, just put some genuine thought into it. And like, they loved it. It was great. Absolutely. The, um, organization that I've volunteered for, for a long time here, um, officially changed their name. They're, they've been Atlanta Dream Center for the last couple of decades and they've changed their name to Frontline Response. But next door to them, um, they do outreach for homeless women women and men coming out of prostitution and sex trafficking, and then also at-risk children. And next to their office is a wholesale florist. And so every Friday night they go out and they're trying to find these women who need help or just want to talk and feel safe and um, have people listen to them. Well, the wholesale florist just they donate flowers every Friday so that they, it's called princess night. And so the volunteers go out with all these roses and they give each woman a rose and are like, you know, let's just sit and talk and let me hear about you and what's going on in your life. And so that's an easy thing for the florist to, you know, provide, but such an unusual opportunity as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it works great for both of them. Yeah. And I like, um, I like the idea too, of like being able to, kind of marry up. I think that's a good example of like, it doesn't necessarily, it's not like the most obvious fit, yeah. but it marries my, what I have and my availability or my capacity to what you need. And like on the surface, it may not seem obvious, but you know, to be able to give something like, you know, as somebody who can afford to like buy flowers or get flowers, like that to be able to give that to somebody who can't afford that, like what, what a precious gift and what a great way to like build a bridge and say like, Hey, you know, I can, I can create like this moment where, you know, maybe I make you feel safe enough to like come and talk to me, Mm -hmm. or I just make you feel special and seen for a moment, which is something that's probably very uncommon for you at the time. And it's just a nice little like balance and, kind of creates a synergy, I think, that is really, in my mind, when I think about if I'm going to do cause marketing, it's that synergy that I'm looking for because to me, that's what makes it, um, it makes it easier to talk about. I don't have to do all of that education. Um, and it really just kind of makes that natural, natural connection and bridge for me, um, versus having to like really work for it. Right. For sure. Yeah. One of the first people I did this consultation for, she had like, um, an online t-shirt shop. And so it was cute, lots of cute designs, but it really didn't, um, while they were great, it looked like a lot of other cute t-shirt design companies and things like that. And so when I talked to her, she was like, well, my long-term goal, and I'm nowhere near cause I'm a startup business and I just don't have the inventory and the proceeds and stuff, but she's like, I want to do a one-for-one model. And so she was so stuck because she could only see that thing that she wanted to do long-term. So she was doing nothing now and it wasn't fulfilling her vision because she wanted so desperately to give back and so during my conversation with her she talked about the reason she started the shop was that her friend and also in her 20s had become diagnosed with cancer and so she just wanted something when you know her and her other friend were taking her to chemo all the time and she said it's just such an uncomfortable process and she's so worn out afterwards she's just always looking for comfortable clothes to wear to her treatments and she's like so we started giving her comfortable clothes 
clothes. And then I started this like t-shirt shop to be able to, um, you know, help eventually be able to do one for one for cancer survivors. And I was like, none of this is on your website. This is such a great, compelling story. And I said, this is totally what separates your brand. And it's nowhere on your, you know, the website in me is just like screaming on the inside. Why is this on your website? But then I said, okay, so you can't do one for one now. What can you do right now? I said, can you just put up like, um, you know, every month you can nominate somebody who's going through chemo treatment right now to get a free t-shirt. Can you give away one per month right now? And she was like, oh yeah, no problem. That's easy to do. And I was like, okay, let's start there. And maybe eventually you get to that one for one standpoint, but she was so focused on that huge vision that she couldn't see anything else right in front of her that she could do right now and feel really good about why she started her business. And it connected so well to her mission and would get her even more excited to get up every day. Yeah. I, uh, what a great story. Like I, I hear that and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would totally want to buy from right? that, that company. And yeah. that's why I, I'm a huge fan of like creating, like I said, that synergy and really yeah. finding something. So my, my friend who owns the active wear company, and this yeah. isn't going to be a surprise to her if she ever listens to this <laughs> podcast, Eric, I'm talking to you. Um, cause I've talked to her about this before. So she, like I mentioned, she's got this active wear company and she is really passionate about this organization that I believe she worked with them actually like in her former corporate job. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like kind of working with victims of like sex trafficking and abuse and things like that. Now she started her company. It's called Aurora active because she suffered. So she, um, got pregnant with natural triplets. Um, but she lost two of them. And so she went through this whole like journey, just, you know, mentally and emotionally about like, And I think a lot of women go through this when they have a miscarriage of like, this is my fault. There's something wrong with my body. Like, you know, and she was like, I just, I went through this whole process and just really got into working out, not to fix my body, but just to like have something that made me like feel really good. And she, that like parlayed into why she started this company. And so we were talking, we have like a little informal mastermind. That's how I met her. Um, and she was talking about this, like giving back aspect. And I was like, well, like you, she tells the story of why she started her company. And I was like, I feel like there is a cause in here for you to be able to like support other women who have gone through and had a similar experience because she talked about like, um, a friend of hers who had a miscarriage as well. She had some extra product that she was like, I don't have any orders for it right now. So she just gave it to her. She was like, I'm so sorry. I've been in your position, have some comfy clothes. Just it's, it is no way like changes or fixes anything, but it just, you know, have something to like slip into while you're just kind of going through this, like grieving process. And like, you're probably if you're anything like me, you're not able to like drag yourself out of bed. And so here you go. And the woman was just so type of comfort. Yeah. So, yeah. So touched by it. And I was like, Erica, like that's your cause. Like the other stuff is, is great. But if you can tell that story and then I was like, similarly, if, you know, can someone nominate, like you said, I was like, can someone nominate a friend and like, you know, you can donate a pair of leggings or, you know, can I have the option as somebody like if I am purchasing, if I purchase one and I add a second pair or something, like, can I, can I purchase one to donate? And is there a way that I can like share that story or like, is there a community that you can build like through this? And it just feels so natural to kind of like marry those things together because you've got, you've got this product that can offer comfort to women who probably need some comfort. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful way to put that. Yeah. As marketers, we see it everywhere, right? (laughs) It's just a matter of helping other people to see it too. And, you know, like we talked about that just makes, um, you know, the business owner, even more excited to get up and do their work every day because they understand there's a greater, um, benefit to it. And, you know, there's so many benefits that just come with cause marketing anyway. Like I said, whether you ever talk about it formally, um, or not, then there's just so many benefits to it. And of course, after 2020, um, the shift was already there. It shifted, I think a a greater measure last year where, um, 
you know, consumers are expecting companies to take more of a lead in that. And they, you know, Absolutely. want to be involved with companies that are doing something that's better for the community, the world, the environment, something, um, you know, it's, it's been proven in statistics over and over again. And I, you know, I, who knows what 2020 st stats will show, but, you know, if I have, um, the opportunity if I need a new pair of shoes and there's two pair of shoes that I see and one of, you know, they're similarly priced, um, but one has a, a benefit of giving back to it, then that's just a, a you know, a no brainer for so many of us. So um, I think there's just, it's a great business decision, decision of course, but um, uh, that's usually almost always started out of just the, the benefit that so many of us started our businesses to be able to do something better with it anyway. Absolutely. And I think too, like, like you said, when it comes down to apples to apples, all things, all other things being equal, yeah. I want to, you know, the differentiator and the way that I choose where I spend my dollars could very well come down to like, you have something, you do some good out in the world. Right. And I know that, um, that's a strategy we were, we were starting to use at the credit union. I was at before, um, before they laid off the marketing department. Um, but they, you know, we, we hear this all the time. Or we heard it all the time in the financial marketing world. Like, you know, a bank is a bank is a bank. There's nothing like special or different about my checking account product versus somebody else's checking account product. The fees probably equal out in some way. You're basically like, there's, there's a, uh, a statement that, marketers like to throw. it's very exciting it's a very it's not exciting to marketers but we would always hear like you know consumers view financial institutions as less less differentiated than a bar of soap okay so if soap is more interesting and different right. from bar to bar like imagine how blase you have to be right? yeah. And, and so when I was working with the, um, I was, I was working with the chief marketing officer, my boss, and we were talking about like, okay, how do we, how do we differentiate ourselves? How do we, um, attract new members, hopefully some younger. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we kind of came to this, this conclusion that like, Hey, while we have a really good social impact, Having having a cause that really kind of aligns with like who we are as a financial institution might make a lot more sense. And so um, we kind of embarked on this journey to focus on financial education because that made a lot of sense with who we are as a company. And so we we had a program that we created and I promise this is gonna be a little bit of a long story, but I promise there's no, like I'm, a, point, I'm with you. a point in here for even for you listeners. Um so we had a program that we would do occasionally for high school students that taught them basically how to budget. Um, and so we basically decided like, hey, we're going to ramp this up. We're going to create some nice videos that really like demonstrate and show um, what this program does because we would get a lot of really great feedback from it, but we we're only doing it like maybe once or twice a year. And so we're like, we can do this and then we can promote it more um, and just, you know, we're really passionate about it. We loved the program and we were like, so let's just talk about it more. Let's showcase it and talk about the impact that it has. And then we can take it and hopefully get more participants and do it more often. And, you know, so we, we did that and we created, um, you know, we partnered with like younger radio DJs to say like, Hey, we want to bring financial education to your audience. Like, yeah. Can we, can we borrow your street cred? You're way cooler than we're ever going to be. Can we borrow your street cred and like create some videos? And um, we already had a, a healthy budget to make donations and things like that. And so we allocated them to financial education programs for single moms or um, kids aging out of the foster system. And is it a really nice alignment of, like the credit union's mission and like how we are spending our dollars. Yes. But my point is that we looked at the resources we already had mm -hmm. and just capitalized on yeah. them. We didn't necessarily go like, yes, we had the benefit of having a budget where we could create some nice videos and things like that. But 
looking for opportunities where you can find something that aligns really well and then look at your resources that you have. Like you said, if you're a photographer, can you, can you do some photography and just do a couple of hours worth of sessions or a day of photo shoots or what have you? Um, I don't think you need to reinvent the wheel and, and be prepared to spend thousands of dollars to do it. And, and then that comes down to, and the difference there is like, Hey, you could, you could go to another local financial institution that, you know, maybe they donate or they sponsor like a baseball game or something like that. But like, we are actively trying to make our community better by educating people about how to make financial decisions, which means they can participate in our economy better, which makes our community better. Like it, you know, it really created this nice story, I think, but it was the differentiator. It created the thing for our company that made people go, oh, okay. I guess if you're less interesting than a bar of soap, (laughs) maybe, maybe I will work with you because you you truly are doing something to help my community. Right. Absolutely. That's a great example. Yes. And an example of using what's already at your disposal. And that's right. I teach people um, is that there's nothing you have to give. It's just a matter of being able to figure out what that is and sort of shifting that perspective. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, so listeners there, the takeaway is you don't have to overcommit your resources, but what little you can do is potentially like the difference between somebody choosing you and someone someone choosing a competitor. Yeah. Um, And in fact, it is better to start small because, um, you know, test it out. You don't want to make a huge commitment on behalf of yourself or the nonprofit um, and then decide this isn't really what I like giving or this organization is not great to work with or, you know, something. There could be any number of things that go wrong or don't line up as expected. So start with a small test project before either one of you has to make a big commitment. Oh, that's a good point too. And I, that was one of the questions that I had. I, so as I was thinking about and trying to kind of like align myself and it, this went to the wayside admitted, well, it went to the wayside because of 2020, (laughs) but, um, how do you get in front of and really do a good job of, of, Um, I don't want to say pitching. I don't know if that's the right word, but that's what I'm going to use of kind of pitching your services or that relationship to the organization. Because one thing that I know I ran into starting out was like, I wanted to help other women entrepreneurs. So I, there were a couple of like very small new nonprofits in the area that were run by women reached out to them and was like, Hey, what marketing do you need? Like, here's what I specialize in. Like, is this a need for you Mm -hmm. that I can fill? And I would love to be able to like, give you some of my expertise and just form this relationship Mm -hmm. and like, never heard back, Mm -hmm. never heard back, Mm -hmm. finally heard back like months later, got a phone call got ghosted and then like never heard from them again. And I was like, this is so bizarre. Like I want to give you something. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get in front of my something free and worthwhile? Why aren't you getting back to me? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. How do you, how do you get in front of those people and how do you like write a compelling message in a way that maybe helps you get that connection? Cause I think sometimes it comes down and I'm sure what it was is like, they're super busy. And so they forget and they like accidentally miss your phone call and then they don't circle back. And then it just, it just goes by the wayside. Yeah. I think, um, so there are a couple things I would say about this one. Um, as a marketer, you already know, you have to touch people's lives a number of times before they get back to you because we're all so busy and good intentions just only get us so far, whether you're the nonprofit, the marketer, the, you know, uh, if you're a B2B, B2C, um, the business, the consumer, it's just, we're all busy. So I think, yeah, it takes sort of that follow-up if it's somebody that you really want to work with. I think the other thing, um, about that is, you know, one of the ways I talk to people about getting through to the right partner is also just, again, a lot of this is just 
what you're already doing from a business perspective and just flipping it a little bit, pivoting a little bit. Um, because if you, you know, go to somebody's Facebook page that you really love what they're doing and they're, you know, a hunger organization, well, has one of your friends liked their page, contact them. Do they know somebody there? So is there a way to kind of network your way in there? Um, from that perspective. And then also just, I, kind of like what I mentioned a second ago, nonprofits want the partners, but they've also been, you know, they've had a really difficult time with it as well. And they have a lot of their own horror stories, some of which I already just mentioned, come not from my mouth, but from theirs that I'm sharing. And so um, I would approach them, you know, I think all good things begin with just a good conversation. So I think it's more about, hey, I'm in marketing or I'm a florist or I'm a photographer or whatever. Um, I really love what you're doing. I would like to see if there's some potential alignment for us. And I would phrase it as potential something or another. Um, so that again, they're not, if they had a bad experience with somebody, then they're not thinking, oh, if I show up, I'm going to have to commit. Um, I also like putting, you know, if we're talking Zoom or coffee or whatever else, I like putting a time limit on things. So can I, you know, have 30 minutes of your time so they understand, like, I have a really full day. How much, you know, is this an hour lunch or, you know, two hours that I'm showing up for when I don't know you? Is it going to be worth my time? Right. So I think having a short time commitment. And then also just, again, it's putting that out there saying, let's see if what I have to give lines up with something that you need. And again, just sort of turning that conversation and making it about them and not about you. Um, Here's what I do. I love what you're doing because X, Y, or Z. Um, I'd love to see if this is something, if we can work out some uh, way that my services or products or whatever Mm -hmm. could benefit you. Can we just have a conversation and see, because you also don't want to, um, you know, it's like having a counselor or a doctor or something else. You also don't want to show up and go, this person and I do not click at all. And then you yeah, sort of yeah. already locked yourself into offering something and think, I don't want to work with this person or vice versa, because business owners can be just as flaky as nonprofits and vice versa, because totally. we just, that's sort of the way we are. Or we had a, you know, um, meeting set for February 20th of 2020 and then the pandemic happened. And now I've lost clients and I don't have the, I've got to go find new clients. and I don't have the ability to, you know, this state, this conversation is going to have to go on the shelf for a year or more. And so I think just sort of giving framing expectations, giving, um, a time commitment, just saying, here's what I do. You can take a look at my website, but here's just sort of synopsis. What I do, here's what you do. Here's why I love it. Make it all about them. And just say, let's see if there's something here. And if not, no hard feelings. And I know more about what you do. And if I come across a great donor or another charity partner for you, then I'm happy to, um, you know, pass your name along. Yeah. I, Oh, that's really, I think that's really good advice. And So follow up, I'm thinking of myself in this scenario. So what happens, you go in, you have that conversation. What happens if the, the organization is like, Ooh, this is a really great fit, but you as a business are like, Ooh, this is not necessarily a good fit. Like it's maybe it's a personality thing. So maybe it's something where it's like, because a skill set match, right? So sometimes, and and this happens a lot with marketers, you know, people will come to you and they're like, oh, you're a marketer. You can do anything in marketing. Where, whereas like I have, you know, I have my specialties and my expertise. And so saying no to like a mismatched skill set, that's really easy. But what happens if like the organization is like, oh, I'm really pumped about this, but it's not like a good personality fit or maybe you learned a little bit more about what they do and it's, it's not quite as much of an alignment as you had hoped. Mm-hmm. And so you're reluctant then to like enter into that, that relationship. Like how do you gracefully like bow out of that? Yeah. yeah. So I think it sort of depends on the reason that you would want to, I, cause I think there's a couple of different avenues you could take one, depending on like, you I still really love what they do, but I don't want to work long-term with this person. Maybe there's something real quick and easy you could do for them that would still be a benefit. And you could be, and after that, you're like, unfortunately, this is all I'm going to be able to commit. Um, but I hope this is helpful, you know, and sort of leave that there. Um, the other thing is maybe they're not your personality, but there's somebody else who would, you know, who would be a great fit. And then maybe you can do sort of a referral there. Um, 
and say, see if this other person is willing to enter into some sort of relationship with, you know, then um, you can pass it on. And if for, it's just a number of reasons that once you sort of, the doors have opened and you're like, oh, there's a hot mess behind this curtain. Um, and it's just not a good fit. Then I think you just have to have good boundaries and say, actually, um, I don't think this is going to be a good fit after all. Uh, I really appreciated learning what you do. And again, just try and list some positives along there. Um, and at that point they've spent, you know, 30 minutes of their time or whatever it is. And it's not a big commitment to either one of you, but you just have to have, you know, much like if you came across a client, that's a bad fit and how you would bow out of those situations. So, you know, I think you can either sort of put a small project out there. You can refer it on to somebody else who could be a really great fit for them, or you can just, you know, tactfully and gracefully say, actually, I don't think this is going to be a good fit, but I loved hearing more about your work. If I see anybody else that, um, would be a great fit. I'll certainly keep that open or, um, you know, wish you all the best, or I've made a small donation in the, you know, as a kind of a, um, you know, as, as another way of part, you know, kind of as a parting gift or something like that. So I think it sort of depends on what the situation is, but there are a couple different avenues there to take. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. All right. So last, last question, as I, think about this, what advice would you give if you could kind of summarize it? Like someone who thinks that this is the direction they want to go, what advice would you give as kind of, this is the place to start. If you take nothing else away, this is the one nugget that I would say. Yeah. So I think, um, the overall point uh, that I try and make for people is just to start, <laughs> you know, if you want to start, start, then it, again, make it as easy on you and as easy on the nonprofit as, as uh, possible. Um, start small as far as starts, you know, taking small steps. What's one small step you could, or what's one small project you could take on together to see how the relationship might work. Um, that gives you both some benefit. Uh, is it just starting with a donation and try and building some relationships from there to get to know them better. Um, you know, pretty much all great things start with a conversation. So start from that standpoint. And like I said, I'm really a big fan of small businesses partnering with small nonprofits um, because you can see a bigger impact and, um, and everything you have to offer and you can really know the people behind the cause that you're working for. So, you know, I think the big takeaway is just to start. And if, if you have you know, $25 or one hour of time, then that's a place to start. Don't, you know, if, if it's something that's really important to you, then find a way to act in a way that is okay for you for now and not just let it continue to be a good idea for one day. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time and all of your, all of your insight. I know I learned a ton today. If listeners want to connect with you, where can they find you? Yeah. So my uh, website is signify.solutions. So it's a little um, atypical because it's not a .com or a .co or anything like that. It's signify.solutions. And um, I have a blog there with more information on this topic. Um, I have a um, you can download 35 ways to give back um, creatively. Uh, so if you're just looking for how to get started and want some more ideas, then um, you can also look there as well. And that'll give you a, a good starting point as well to help kind of reframe the conversation for you. But all of those things there are found at signify.solutions. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. It was great to talk to you. And I, I am excited that this trend is only growing and that more people will be able to participate in the causes that they care about. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did and that you have learned about how to have the impact that you want as a small business or solopreneur and how to do it in the most effective way possible. Please don't forget to connect with Christy. She is linked in the show notes. And also please help rate, review, and subscribe to Startup Marketing to help others like you find this podcast. Until next time.